0: Hi and welcome to the summer episode or something of Dynamics Update. Uh, Today we are going to discuss the update called 10.0.20. And with me, not as usual, but uh, as unusual, because Gustav had to uh, work a lot before his vacation. I have uh, Tobias. Hello.
1: Hello, Johan. Nice to be back on the podcast.
0: Okay, so you haven't gone on vacation yet? No, still working. One more week, then I'm off to vacation. I've actually had my first one. And and, uh, whoever say that you are going to be sitting down and doing nothing, reading a book during your vacation... (laughs) Is absolutely wrong. <laughs>
1: we'll we'll see. I I'll always have that kind of dream or uh, objective, but it seems to never happen. So we'll see uh, this year. Um,
0: in 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 that case, you should live in a rental apartment in the city, not in a house <laughs> hmm. in yeah. the suburbs. Yeah,
1: true, true. Maybe I should not have too big hopes on that uh, then. But yep, we'll yep. see. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so uh, 10.0.20, uh, what we noticed as we had uh, sort of a pre check check today was that there are not a lot of things in this update. Apparently Redmond also has a vacation, but I think we will be able to, to uh, manage to squeeze out a couple of things uh, for this update. Especially there are things that have been in pub, uh, private preview before, that are now coming into general, not general readability, but but public preview at least, so everyone can try to look at them. All right, so I, I'll start with a small one. I think uh, this is just a reminder. Uh, as you know, Internet Explorer is going away, and for that, also the support of Internet Explorer in Dynamics three sixty five for finance and operations. So, uh, what will happen on on f- from July? 2021 is that you will get a notice if you try to use Internet Explorer telling you that this is absolutely not the supported browser and you should absolutely stop using it as soon as possible. And of course Microsoft is recommending uh, the new Microsoft Edge browser, uh, not even the old one, not even the one that was uh, delivered by with uh, Windows 10. Uh, when it when it uh, came out Uh, so the new one um, the one with the swirly green and blue e which is very much uh, like uh, using chrome Uh, chrome is also a supported browser of course but um, uh, if, if you ask microsoft they will tell you that that microsoft edge is the one that you should be using so tobias do you have any customers still using internet explorer
1: uh not that i can think of to be honest i think most of them has transitioned over to the uh, chromium-based edge browser so um uh, yeah i think that's not much to say about that one i don't think this will be a huge thing for most of our clients to be honest and i think that's a good thing as well so
0: yeah so so what we will be will happening now is that from april 2022 it was will will actually be be decommissioned it will be mandatory not to use internet explorer anymore so that's it Uh, so do you have anything on your list Uh,
1: yes i like to bring forward one fairly big area uh, related to finance and i think you already mentioned it it's actually a Group of features named Finance Insights uh, that is just about to leave private preview and moving into the public preview uh, space. And um, for those of you that have not heard about Finance Insights, it's actually it's actually an add-on. Um, we're in Dynamics three six five add-on apps for Dynamics three six five Finance. Um, and what it means is that it's it's actually providing an, um, a number of uh, AI capabilities on top of Dynamic 365 Finance, which I believe is really interesting. Uh, we see a lot of, innovation and investment from Microsoft towards the the AI area uh, on top of Dynamic 365. Uh, I mean I think around the um, last one to two years we have seen a number of apps being released on the uh, Dynamic 365 sales customer service side but this is actually the first AI app uh, that uh, is targeted the the ERP workloads Uh, and I think that's really interesting so it's actually a a, um, and the app um, consists of a a customer payment prediction model and a cash flow model and also a financial budget forecast model so that's actually like three AI capabilities built into this finance insights app so um, as, as we mentioned it's it's going public preview in July, 2021, and we still don't know uh, when it's going to be GA. Uh, according to the documentation right now, uh, but you and I know you have also uh, taken a look at this uh, this app. And uh, what's your thoughts about it?
0: Yes. Yeah, so so um, this is one of, as you said, this is one of the examples of things that Microsoft is actually moving out of the D365 FO product. So what, what will actually happen on a more technical basis is that you will use DMF to feed data out to a data lake, to an Azure data lake. And from there, uh, you will have a AI mo- model that picks it up, analyzes it, and feeds it back into Dynamics. Uh, this is something that you normally, uh, I mean, when you set it up, you will not have to do anything about it. But you can actually, if I understand it correctly... Uh, tweak the model if you want so it's actually an ai builder uh, model as i understand it and and you can actually adjust it and it will learn from your data as as you leave it there so it will it will hopefully get better over time as well
1: And i think it's a it's a fascinating patterns that we see more and more as well in terms of that the finance and supply chain management apps are leveraging Azure services and typically in combination with with, uh, with the Dataverse uh, cloud uh, storage solution and, and also the new analytics pattern, which is Azure Data Lake Generation 2. So we see a number of new apps really leveraging those kind of components to enhance the capabilities within Dynamics 365 finance and and uh, supply chain management as well. And I think this finance insights is a perfect example uh, on that. And I, I think we're going to see more of those capabilities leveraging those patterns going forward as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I, th- I think that's a good thing because, I mean, Dynamics 365 for finance and operations is a fairly complex product anyway. Uh, I don't think we really need more built-in complexity mm. uh, because uh, I mean, from from my perspective, as as working as a, a technical specialists, I I mean, I always sort of am a bit scared when we do the upgrades because all of this complexity generates uh, dependencies, and dependencies can cause errors. So, having the the built-in uh, s- uh, s- solution or or application being a bit more simplified i think is at least in the long run i mean there is of course a, a risk when doing the change but in the long run going forward it's better to to have things as separate microservices outside of of dynamics i would say
1: i think it will like create more robust and scalable solutions going forward and i also think i mean it would be more kind of a it's not really fully transitioning from mono monolithic to microservices architecture, but it's still kind of on that path, uh, which makes it better or easier for Microsoft to to, to innovate uh, to a larger extent. Uh, I believe so. Uh, it's it's an um, it's an um, interesting uh, thought actually, and perhaps. Or I would say better for the customer, but perhaps for you, you want as a ro- your role as a technical architect uh, would probably require um, some thoughts around how to ensure the the uh, robustness and stability of each environment, and also how to govern it in a in a best possible way. But uh, that's another challenge. Uh,
0: yeah. So so from my end, I, I basically just have one more thing. And this is actually something that that you added here as well, Tobias. And that's uh, performance enhancements. So, uh, in my last uh, at my last customer, I was uh, struggling a bit with with some performance issues, uh, and one of those were actually one that we are actually crossing our fingers for right now. Uh, so there is a fix coming in general availability in July twenty twenty one, which is a performance enhancement for sales order details so when you when you go click on a sales order and you load the form showing the the specific sales order and the details for a sales order that uh, performance will be enhanced as well so uh, i know that there has been some discussions around um, performance in in separate uh, uh, forms and so on and i'm actually really hoping that this is this is a step uh, forward to, to uh, handling some of these uh, items. Yeah,
1: so I totally agree with that one. And I was actually very glad when I saw that uh, this uh, this feature was about to be in- included in the 10.0.20 release. I think it sends an important message that Microsoft actually takes performance uh, seriously. And not it's not only about putting out as many new features as possible it's also very important to ensure robustness and performance in the platform because i mean you can have as many new and nice feature um, uh, but if you have a really bad performance it's kind of like a wet blanket on top of the entire implementation and we've uh, i mean it will create negative impact among the the super users and in the end the entire um, the entire project so i think this is a super important area and it sends uh, i would say uh, uh, positive signals that microsoft really um, uh, takes this seriously and just selecting the sales order form, I think that's, I mean, it's 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 not a coincidence because it's one of the most commonly used forms uh, based on my experience uh, throughout the system. And, and essentially what this does is that it makes the user interface more responsive when opening the sales order form, uh, and especially when you have orders that include many lines. And I think this is a very very common uh, scenario where you have a lot of customers and also a lot of users uh, within each instance working with this one. So um, also agreeing, this is super good and looking forward to to, to testing it out.
0: Yeah, and, and I would say that one of the things that I think is important here is that Microsoft is actually uh, documenting uh, performance enhancements because, I mean, it's not like Microsoft is not working with performance, mm-hmm. but... Historically, they haven't been very good at, at uh, documenting them and actually making them public. Uh, they have fixed them in the background and I mean I, I mean from Microsoft perspective, they want to fix as many performance issues as possible because sup- from their perspective, performance issues generate support t- tickets and support tickets uh, costs money. So eventually, they will they will work with every single performance issue. There is an issue with determining where the responsibility lies for a specific performance issue, but there I also think that it's important that that customers actually work focused on performance issues and actually try to send them to Microsoft as soon as possible, as soon as they have. Uh, discover that this performance issue is not due to our code this performance issue is in the underlying product because that will make uh Microsoft aware of them and it will also make uh the the LCS people aware of of the performance issues meaning that they can actually change the architecture in a way that we will avoid this kind of issue i know that there has been a lot of discussions about the the placement of of the Azure SQL database con- contra the the uh, service fabric that runs the actual application, and I know that there has been work done on 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 uh, fiddling with with how these should be performed. And this is nothing that we as customers can do, but if we file a support case with Microsoft and and they fi- figure out that we have, for instance, bad bad latency between our application and our database they can actually do something about it. And I think that's that's all in all a good thing because they will understand how these environments are affected when you do certain operations and, and why it's important that they are placed in a certain way in their Azure data centers.
1: Yeah, totally agree. I mean, I think a general recommendation here would be to, I mean, work together with your partner when you identify a performance issue just to... Um, Triage where it's actually coming from. Uh, so, is it related to integration patterns? Is it related to custom code? But if you believe yours or if you're certain that it's related to standard uh, application, uh, then I, Uh, I would really encourage uh, to to, uh, submit support tickets because that's actually an um, excellent way for uh, letting Microsoft know that there are issues. And they're constantly, obviously, monitoring this and uh, prioritizing uh, new investments on features and enhancements based on these tickets. So, I mean, if they don't get the tickets, it's kind of hard to to know that it's an issue. So, um, that's that's just a... um, uh, suggestion basically
0: yes um all right so um for my end, i i don't actually have anything else at the moment
1: yeah i have another one actually related to like continuing continuing around the supply chain management area and that's actually a fairly new feature that was introduced par- as part of the engineering change order management uh, capability that was released earlier this uh, spring, and it's it's called product readiness check. Uh, and essentially, it's a feature or it's an enhancement uh, to an existing feature where you have a lot of configuration capabilities to set up different, yeah, as it says, product readiness check. So different check to ensure that you have enriched the product with all necessary information before you actually make it available for purchase inventory transaction or sales so we had a simple feature around this in, in, uh, in previous versions uh, moving back as, as long as I remember but this enhancement enhancements actually makes it a lot more granular in terms of what what are the different configurations uh, and also, like customer-specific uh, configuration uh, in terms of what fields should be uh, perhaps mandatory or optional to fill in when you create products. Uh, so it's an um, it's an um, exciting new uh, feature, I would say, that typically has been standard in best-of-breed PIM, uh, like product information management system. But in general, ERP system hasn't been that good to, to manage this feature. So um, it's now available and it's not only available for engineering products it's all actually available for for all kinds of products now um, so when you when you create new products in the system you have the possibility to to utilize this product readiness check button which actually um, yeah generates a new experience when you can uh, verify that you're in all information so uh, good new feature so uh, I really encourage everyone working with products to to check it out, basically. Yes. Good. Then I think we've touched upon finance and supply chain, and I would like to say a few words about commerce as well. I mean, commerce app, it's always an area where we see a lot of new innovations uh, constantly being introduced. And and, um, um, I noticed that there has been a few enhancements around the inventory on hand uh, area and especially around um, uh, e-commerce and the available um, APIs. And I think this is is some kind of a silver bullet area when it comes to to e-commerce sites that how could we ensure like real up-to-date inventory on hand uh, throughout our different sales channels uh, when we're dependent on typically back-end um, uh, components um, uh, that might need uh, various kind of integrations to, to, to surface uh, the inventory on hand uh, information. And, and um, here seems to have been a few, a few interesting updates. Um, so we have something called Enhanced E-Commerce Product Discovery to be in inventory aware, and that's... it's. Basically, what it means is that uh, it, it, it enables product inventory check to only allow products to be purchased if inventory is available. So it's um, it's kind of should be the default w- way, right? So you shouldn't be able to, to purchase uh, goods uh, through the web if you don't have inventory. So there are enhancements to that. Uh, area in the new release and then uh, we've also seen enhancements to the existing uh, APIs um, which uh, which is called I think get estimated availability and get estimated product warehouse availability API so I think it's an important area and and uh, there seems to have been uh, robustness improvements around those and um, that's uh, that's be interesting to check out if you have that kind of uh, scenarios in your system
0: all right so uh, i think we're done for today Uh, it was a bit shorter than usual so i hope everyone has a great vacation Uh, we will be coming out with another episode during the summer so so uh, keep an eye on your uh, podcasting uh, client if you have any, uh, any questions or, or feedback that you would like to give us, you can always cont- contact us at dynamicsupdate at engagegroup.se if you have any questions. So with that, have a really, really nice summer and don't leave the patio. Take it easy and don't work too much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.